encouraging you to live as an ambassador of God's kingdom in the world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles. Everybody wants to live the good life. Are you living the good life? What is the good life? How are you judging what is good? What if I were to suggest to you that living the good life is to be living a life as an expression of the goodness of God, his goodness, his beauty, and his truth? The good life, L-I-F-E, living in faith every day. Living in faith every day unto the one who alone is good. Living the good life. What is the good life and what makes life good? This is a special week at Faith Radio. We are doing on-air fundraising all week. And so because you're listening to the podcast, you're going to have a more brief experience than usual um, because this week on air, we are telling Faith Radio stories and we're inviting listeners just like you to give. And we invite people to give where they listen. And so this is where you listen. And so we'd invite you to give right here as you're listening to the podcast. You can text the word give to 877-933-2484. You can tap that give now button on your Faith Radio app, or you can give online at myfaithradio.com. So we're going to talk today with Michael Kelly about this day in light of that day. And the jumping off point is going uh, to be from a passage in um, in First Peter. And so I thought that um, we would look at another verse from First Peter uh, on the same topic. So First Peter 2, verse 12, First Peter 2, verse 12, says this, Live such good lives among the pagans, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Now, if ever there were a this day, that day verse of scripture, this is it. This is talking about how we live the good life on this day, even in the midst of pagan realities, even in the midst of difficulties, even in the midst of false accusations against us. We live such good lives. We do so much good that people cannot help themselves but glorify God on the day he visits us. That is, my friend, that day. It's not that they glorify God on this day. They don't. They don't. We recognize it. This is not yet the day that every knee bows in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is not yet that day. But that day is coming. And on that day, we want to have lived such good lives, to have done so much good, to have represented the one who is good to those around us, that they'll suddenly have an aha moment and be like, ah, this, this is who they were talking about. This is their why. This is their who. This is their hope. This is God. And they will glorify God on the day he visits us. We live this day in such a way that on that day, people will bend the knee glorifying God. 
Now, you and I are going to glorify God on this day. We are going to live such good lives, live literally the good life, living in faith every day among non-believers. That even though they make fun of us and accuse us really ceaselessly and without end, they're going to see our good deeds. They are going to see the light shining in the darkness. And they are going to glorify God. Maybe not on this day, but on that day. Again, today's podcast is going to be brief because on air, we're doing one thing, telling Faith Radio stories about the impact this ministry has had in people's lives and asking listeners just like you to financially support the broadcast ministry. So I know you're not listening on the radio, but you are benefiting from um, the broadcast. And so I'm counting on you to give what God leads you to give right now at MyFaithRadio.com by tapping that Give Now button on your Faith Radio app or by texting the word GIVE to 877-933-2484. Let's jump into the conversation we had with Michael Kelly about this day in light of that day. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Michael Kelly is uh, often here as an author. The whole story for um, for the whole family is one of his more recent books. Um, but he's also an elder at the church where I attend. It's called Grace Community. You can check it out at gccnashville.com. Recently, Michael uh, preached the final sermon in a series on the book of Second Peter. And uh, his topic was This Day and That Day. And Michael, I wanted to have you here today to talk with us about this day and that day. So thank you for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Martin Luther in the 16th century um, said there were two days on his calendar, this day and that day. Let's talk a little bit about our calendars and then get us, bring us into this conversation about this day and that day. I love that quote from Luther. I, I think it brings a lot of perspective, regardless of whether, you know, you're uh, the kind of person who has a very detailed daily planner or somebody who just sort of shoots from the hip. Um, I, I think what he was trying to communicate is that uh, the the two most important days are the one that we're in right now and the inevitable return of Jesus. And I think also in that quote, he was linking those two things together. So that is to say that the way that we live on this day ought to be profoundly influenced by the reality of that day when Jesus is going to return. And when we look at the passage um, from Second Peter chapter 3 that you are reflecting on, maybe verse 11 is the one that really stands out to me. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, and that is, you know, after this description of when all things come to an end, what kind of people ought you be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. Do you think people are looking forward? Like, and we we talk about looking forward to something that's like positive anticipation. Do you think we're positively looking forward to that day on this day, or are most of us kind of we have like this uh, fear and fear and dread related to that day. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's probably a bit of both. I mean, I know at, at different times in my life when I've thought about the fact that Jesus is going to come back, it, it has often been filled um, with just sort of a sense of 
man, well, I hope he doesn't come back before X happens in my life. Just because they're, you know, I hope he doesn't come back before I get to go to Hawaii. You know, I've always, I've always wanted to go to like things like that. And I think when people have an attitude like that, uh, as was with me, it, it really, it really um, is revelatory about uh, sort of the state of our hearts and how, how small maybe our belief is in the fact that when Jesus does return, that he's going to really make all things new. We, we just don't have anything to compare it to uh, in our minds. Um, however, I, I do think, particularly in the last three to four years, that there has been just such a, a general kind of angst uh, in our society and culture as a whole that I think for a lot of people, it one of the redemptive parts of that is just made everybody feel like, wow, this this actually isn't our home, and and the world is is really broken, and it's created just I think sort of a longing for things to be right and true and good. So maybe that's one of the redemptive things that that has happened over the course of the last few years. When we when we talk about this day and that day. Um, you tend to be very, very practical when um, when you're talking with us about um, r- raising our kids in, you know, a gospel and a redemptive worldview. You tend to give very, very practical counsel and um, and ideas in all of your writing, and I genuinely appreciate that. So imagine you're having this conversation with one of your kids, and you're talking yeah. about living this day in light of that day. Um, and, you know, and they're struggling in a friendship or they've experienced a rejection or, you know, they now have acne. I mean, I don't know what it is. Right. But <laughs> right, um, sure. the, the, the sufferings of, of being a juvenile in the culture today. Um, uh-huh. Can you, cause that's, that feels like part of what Peter is doing. Peter is talking to people yeah. who are really genuinely suffering in the reality of the day in which they're living. Um, yeah. And he's trying to help them, I think, gain some perspective on that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think you're dead on it. And that is what Peter is, is doing. Um, the, the context of, of Peter's letters is that he's, he's writing to a church that is experiencing some level of persecution. Um, now there's, there's some disagreement about when the letters were actually written. Um, I, I think it's probably likely that the kind of persecution that the people were experiencing was not yet sort of widespread government sanctioned persecution, but just sort of the general kind of persecution from uh, neighbors that looked and said, you, you guys are different. You don't worship the emperor of Rome anymore. Uh, we don't like it. Uh, and so they're, so they're suffering. And so Peter really is trying to help them put that suffering in some kind of perspective, as you said. And, and the best way for him to do that is to remind them that whatever they are experiencing uh, in light of eternity, uh, is certainly a, a short kind of time period. Uh, but I think he's also encouraging them to experience the troubles of daily life with eternity in mind. So back to the question about how to, how to work that through with a, with a teenager. Um, man, I, I think one of the things about anybody who has, has ever raised kids, I think knows this is true, is that whatever is happening 
at a given moment in the life of a teenager is the most important thing in the world that is happening. So Mm -hmm. one of the things as a parent, I think you have to be very careful of is, you know, that that's not true, right? Because you've got some life under you. However, it's really important for that teenager to feel validated in whatever pain there is. I think that's one of the misuses of uh, looking at eternity is that sometimes we can look at the return of Jesus and use it as a means to minimize um, the genuine trouble or sadness uh, or or uh, worry or doubt or whatever somebody's feeling in, in the moment. So we've got to figure out a way to hold both of those things in tension because both of those things are, are real, especially for a teenager. It's a real thing that Jesus is going to come back, but it's also a real thing that my life is terrible today because I have acne on my face. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you do that? How do you hold those things in tension with one another? Well, I, I think one of the ways that you do it is that you you try and be, as a parent, emotionally invested in both of those realities. So the conversation may go something like uh, uh, where, where you just listen. You know, you listen to your daughter talk about um, this trouble that she's having in her relationship. And you don't offer a lot of counsel, but you, you cry with her and you hold her uh, and you say, I know, and that's so hard. And then rather than saying, but sweetie, you know, someday it's not going to matter. Instead of saying, but maybe a better answer to say it, it is to help them think redemptively to say, when stuff like this happens, doesn't it make you glad that there will be a time when things like this will never happen again. And so you, you try to put some emotional investment in, in both of those camps. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a helpful kind of practical way to do it rather than trying to contrast those things uh, with one another. Michael Kelly uh, blogs regularly and posts all kinds of great content by others as well at his website, Michael Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, uh, dot I have that it's dot co. Is it dot co or is it dot com? It is. No, it's dot co. You've got it. Okay, that's so good. Michael Kelly dot co. You ought to check out Wednesday. Wednesdays were pretty normal. That's one of uh, of the favorite Michael Kelly books uh, on my shelf. Um, but the the newest one, I think, is the whole story for the whole family: a year of Jesus centered family devotions, and it's just excellent. And he's been here on a prior occasion to talk about that as well. Today, we're talking about this day and that day. So how are you living this day in light of the reality that that day is coming? In a recent sermon um, at the church that I attend, Michael preached on Second Peter chapter 3, verses 9 to 18, and it brought us into a conversation and, um, and really thoughtful consideration of how we're living today in light of the reality that Christ is coming again. Uh, and he's coming to judge the living and the dead. There will be a that day. Um, and when we come back, I'm going to have Michael run through some things that he knows to be true of that day. Because that was one of my favorite parts of the sermon. So hopefully he has his notes in front of him. <laughs> I, I might get them to him during the break. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Oh, I need it more than more than anything. Because when I listen to Faith Radio... I think it really helps me to live for Jesus wholeheartedly. There are so many 
so many things that are competing for our thoughts, you know, trying to take over our mind in one sense. And I have to be really careful what I listen to, what I watch, the things I listen to and the things I let sink into my heart. Um, I can replace the discouragement with strength. So I have to be listening to good things. Remember how God works. He is doing miraculous things all the time. And he, you know, he wants to do it in my life too. So it helps me to keep going. What we can do now to be able to listen to Christian radio is unbelievable. You don't even realize how it impacts you until you don't have it for a while. I don't think we realize what we have. Please keep supporting Faith Radio. I can't imagine not having it. Thank you for what you're doing. Don't give up. You may not think of yourself as a courageous world changer, but you are. Sometimes fear rules the day and keeps us from identifying in these ways. But when you step out in faith and decide to take action in the moment, living this day in light of that day, in light of eternity, you change the world. Mornings with Carmen is part of listener-supported Faith Radio. This content is only available because of your support. The impact on people's lives, the reach around the world, it all happens because you stand up to make a difference. Now is your time. So take the next step and be bold by joining the support team. Click the link in the show notes or go to MyFaithRadio.com and make this day count for that day. This day and that day, what does that get you thinking about when I just say those two uh, phrases, this day and that day? We're talking with Michael Kelly. Uh, he, he serves with, um, with LifeWay. Uh, he is also an author. You can find him at michaelkelly.co. Uh, he recently preached a sermon at Grace Community Church, which is where I attend, gccnashville.com. Uh, on this topic of this day and that day. And Michael, at one point in the sermon, you um, you really went to preaching. You went up the ladder, as I like to say, and you, um, you really helped us see that day. And yeah. I, um, I had a recent conversation with my 85-year-old mom and my 90-year-old stepdad, yeah. and they are obviously um, becoming more and more interested in what heaven is like and um, and what what life in heaven is going to be like and how it might be different than and yet still connected to people and places and things here. And so this actually helped me in my conversation with them. And so I would love for you to just preach this part of the sermon. Tell us about that day. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, thank you. That is, is very kind. It, it's it's like I was telling you, it was a lot of fun to put it together. I did want to close the sermon sort of with, with what you said, uh, for it to be a little bit more uh, emotive in nature and to try and help people see the relationship specifically between what we know to be true on that day and the way that we ought to live on this day. Uh, because the, the, I really do think that the strength of our belief in that day is measured by our actions on this day. So what does that look like? So I just, I, I went, I, I went through the Bible and, and just tried to find things that will be true on that day. And then what might be the relatable points. So here are, uh, here are some examples on that day. We know that God will execute justice. So on this day, we do not have to seek revenge. 
on that day, we know that the sons and daughters of God will be revealed. So on this day, we pursue personal holiness. On that day, we know that heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will never pass away. So on this day, we stake our hope in his unchanging promises. On that day, we know that he'll wipe away every tear from our eyes. And so on this day, we're able to freely mourn with those who mourn. On that day, we know that moth and rust will no longer destroy and thieves will not break in and steal. So on this day, we store up treasures in heaven. On that day, we know that the church will be like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. So on this day, we commit ourselves to love and serve faithfully in our local congregations. On that day, we know that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. So on this day, we persevere in faith regardless of circumstance. On that day, we know that three will remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. And so on this day, we lay down our lives for our brothers. And on that day, we know that we will hear a loud voice declaring, look, God's dwelling place is now among his people, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And so on this day, we pray, amen, come Lord Jesus. Um, it was it was yeah, really encouraging just, for me to read to read yeah. them and put them together. Yeah, and um, and then I heard you say, and until this day becomes mm. that day, we will yes. live this day in the light of the hope of that day, because someday, this day, will be that day. That's right. That's right. And someday it will. Uh, someday it will. I, I, I don't know if it's a, a good exercise for everybody. But I found myself recently, like just walking out in the morning uh, and taking the dog for a walk or whatever, and just thinking, is, is this the day? This mm. could be the day because it, it, it really could be. And I don't know. It's just a little thing, a small thing, but I think in a small way, it helps frame uh, some of the way that I think for the rest of the day to do something small like that. We have some this day, that day things that happen in the in the more regular rhythm of life. And it occurred to me, um, I saw on your Facebook page that, you know, recently this fall, um, you had a this day became that day um, reality <laughs> when you dropped your child off at college. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. It was really something. And you guys are about to walk through that world, too. That's Oh, no, we're there. Uh... We're there. With Ellie's, Ellie's at Welch. Yeah, oh, we're there. That's right. That's right. You guys. Are, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, um, it's uh, it it is the the this day that day thing, um, the day they move out, the day they get married, the day they have their you yeah. know first child, the day you know the day they lose their first job or their their first heartbreak, like the this day that day thing is real for us as parents and grandparents for sure. And so, um, yeah, it's just such a wonderful perspective conversation and, um. I genuinely, I thank you for it. I thank you for your time in the Word and the way that you um, open it for others, including me. And so um, hear me say thank you. Oh, man. Listen, it, uh, what, a, what a joy and privilege. It's always a joy to be able to, uh, to communicate the Bible. And thank you, too, for asking me to come on and talk about it. It's really my pleasure yeah. to do it. Absolutely. It's a delight. You guys can um, follow what Michael is writing on a regular basis and the things that he's reading that he wants us to read as well, because he aggregates those from time to time um, on his website, michaelkelly.co. Kelly, 
has an extra E in it from my perspective, K-E-L-L-E-Y, michaelkelly.co. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Well, friend, I said at the outset that today's podcast would be brief because live on air, we're doing one thing, telling stories about the impact of Faith Radio and asking listeners to financially support this broadcast ministry. So I know you're not listening on the radio, but you are benefiting from the ministry. And so I'm asking you to give today whatever God leads you to give. There's a lot of folks that give at the $40 a month level. We call that Team 40. Other folks, um, you know, they they join us at $100 a month. And so I just, you know, you give the size gift that's right for you. You know, between you and the Lord, what that is. Um, Encourage you to consider a gift today. You can give at MyFaithRadio.com. You can tap that Give Now button on your Faith Radio app, or you can text the word Give to 877-933-2484. Thank you in advance, and we'll see you back here tomorrow on Mornings with Carmen.